Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. We are so delighted that you can join us, taking a little time out of your day um, to jump into a discussion, uh, being a part of a discussion with us. Um, And listen, we want to let you know that if this is your first time listening to Shouts of Grace Radio, we want to welcome you um, and let you know that we do have a website where you can go on to and you can get all of our past broadcasts. And here at Shouts of Grace, we uh, we, we take different topics. We, we look at different uh, areas of theology, different scriptures, and we look at them through the eyes of of what God says in his word. And so, um, yeah, you can go there at, at shoutsofgraceradio.com and you've got well over 100 episodes that you can uh, look look at and, and, and glean from. And you'll also notice that at shoutsofgraceradio.com, we have several different uh, guests. And so each each week we have a different guest on. Um, in studio today, I have um, kind of the co-host of the show. He's been on several times before, Pastor Joe Funicello. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great, Pastor Steve. Thank awesome, you so much. Awesome. Hey, listen, also, if you are a uh, return listener, we want to say welcome back and say thank you for your support, as well as uh, Key Radio for all that they do um, in sharing the gospel here in Utah County. Um, today, what I want to do is um, I want to talk about, I was, I was talking to Pastor Joe before the show, and um, he kind of went through a devotion that I thought was a, a good a good talking point. But what I want to do is I want to share uh, something out of Revelation 2, Joe, because a lot of times when, when we um, embark on the Christian life, we get saved. There's this kind of like this, initial shot out of the cannon, kind of this fire that's like, yes, and you're excited and you're pumped and you're amped and everything's new. And then it's kind of like um, as as time goes on, that zeal starts to um, kind of be weighted down a little bit. And all of a sudden yeah. you, start to, you start to float out of the sky and you land on the ground <laughs> and, and you just kind of like, gosh, what happened to me? You know, why, why is it that I used to be so excited about the Lord? Why is I used to be so excited about going to church and so excited about all these things? And now I just feel like I'm treading and just kind of like, oh my gosh, God, you know? And so what happens in that, in that gap there? Um, and so what I want to do is, so I'm going to read a section out of Revelation chapter two, and then, um, and, and then I want us to talk about it in Revelation two, one. Um, this is a letter to, uh, one of the first, uh, the first of seven churches. He says in, uh, in Revelation two, one to the angel of the church in Ephesus, I want you to write these words, the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your toil and your patient endurance and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but you've tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and you found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at the beginning at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works you did, 
at first. So, so Joe, what's often very common um, when we when we come to know Christ is we have these initial decisions that we make, and we're in church, and everything's going good, um, and 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 there seems to be this vibrant love. But then, for most people, they enter a season. Well, I don't know why, but it seems like their love kind of grows a little colder, right? It's not as hot. It's not as vibrant, maybe. I don't know. And so here, uh, you know, the 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 message to the, the, the church here in Ephesus is you do a lot of great things, but the most important thing is your love. And the fact is your love has grown cold. And so he tells them to do something. He actually tells them to do three things. Talk about those three things and how they pertain to, to um, re-energizing a vibrant faith, whether that faith be expressed just personally before God, before others, in a marriage, whatever it is. Mm. There, there's almost a, not a formula, but there, there's some things that can be done. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the one thing I notice is he is he's speaking to the church, they're already involved in doing these things. So it would appear that these people are mature Christians, meaning they have been a Christians for a while. They're involved in doing things. They're involved in things in the church, and they're actually doing great things. But all of a sudden, in the doing and everything, they forgot kind of the main point. They forgot the main issue, and they forgot Jesus. And he's basically saying that. And so he says, you have left. So I look at it as a slowly drifting, and they probably, in doing and doing and doing and getting into the 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 toil and all the events in the church and life there is a slow drifting so in some way that anchor of their um you know that have held them in place eh, maybe it got pulled up a little bit in the doing and 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 being involved and they drifted away and so he says in there remember therefore from where you have fallen think back he goes and and repent and do the first works and so you were in a place, you drifted. And so remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Remember what it was like. Remember what it was like in the beginning. And it was really just you and him. And that's what it was in the beginning. And you spent that time with him, whether it was, you know, uh, going along with a worship song or reading and just being uh, so encouraged and stuff. It was that freshness, that newness. And he always wants that to be a part of our lives realize that have a change of mind when you repent remember that where you're at now wasn't where you're at in the beginning and then do those first works that he talks about it's it's interesting because he does say that um that at at one point there was a place where where there was a vibrancy of love right and then for whatever reason the vibrancy of love gave way to um that of duty Almost right, because yeah. he does commend them. He says, yes. "Hey, look, you know, you guys, you guys are testing. You guys are in the Word. You guys yeah. are testing. You're knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. All that is great, but but if in all that you lose the most important thing, like what does First Corinthians thirteen say? Right, it says that faith, hope, and love, you know, abides. But the greatest of these is love. In other words, if if my love for God is replaced by a service." for God yeah. or a duty or a dedication that that is that doesn't have love attached to it I really got nothing 
yeah. at that point, you know? And so when he says, remember from where you've fallen, I, I think that's a healthy remembrance, right? Because yeah. we always, if, if at one time we walk closer to God with where, you know, than we are today, that that's a problem. Yeah. And, and that would be what we would call backsliding, right? And so in those cases, I think it is right and important that we look back at what we were doing during those times, yeah. right? Not yeah. just what we were being. We were we were loving God. But yeah. what were we doing as a part of loving God? Because, Joe, here, here's what I've noticed. And I know you probably noticed this as well. We live in a very different day now. Like like the the average person who attends church, they go to church about twice a month. And that's considered, you know, normal. Back back in the day, you, you just you just unless you went on vacation or something, you just didn't miss. It was just a part of your life, right? Yeah. And so a lot of people, they don't read their Bible anymore. Maybe they might turn on a sermon jam or they might turn on a podcast where people are discussing the Bible, but maybe they're not really going through the Bible. There's nothing wrong with those things, but they don't read it. Their their prayer life is is really kind of anemic in a sense, right? Yeah. And so um, when you add all those things up and people sometimes wonder, I don't understand why I feel dry. I don't understand why I feel distant from God. Yeah. Then it's that place that God would say, I want you to remember where you once were. Because there's something about what you were doing that aided you in remaining bolted into that place of fellowship with God. Yeah, uh, I agree. And you know, I, I, and in in doing and remembering and doing those first works, it doesn't mean you get rid of the works you're doing now. You know, He commended them on what they're doing. So don't throw those away. Do that, but do it. Get the get. Don't have the cart before the horse. Get the horse in front of the cart. In front of those works. Make Jesus the the main priority. Get back to that first love. Yeah, and and this is it's so practical in so many ways. I mean, I've I've shared this oftentimes with people um, in marriage. You know, ma- marriages. I don't care where you go, where you know where where you go in the world, where you have marriages, you're, you're going to find this thing, this cycle, where you're super excited when you get married. You're just blessed. I mean, everything's new. You're like, man, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. And, and then you're going to hit a season where you're like, man, what, what's going on? Yeah, what yeah. did I do? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Some people might be like, oh, this is what I, you know, and, <laughs> and then you enter a season where a lot of people enter a season where there's no commonality. And, and it's just like, gosh, I'm so distant from this person I once was so vibrant and in love with. And, 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 and a lot of times when they come in like that, you know, the counsel needs to be, well, what was it like when you were madly in love? Tell me about that. Tell, tell me what you were doing. Yeah. Well, oh, man, it was great. We were going out all the time and we were, you know, we, we didn't have kids. So we were going out and we were just spending time with friends and we were, you know, we'd go travel to do this or whatever. And we just sit and talk for hours, you know, yeah. and, 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 and just listening to them talking. Well, what do you do now? <laughs> yeah. So, well, we sit home and we watch, uh, you know, and it's like, well, why don't you start it? Why don't you start the road back? By remembering where you were and doing those things that you did in the very beginning. And mm. let's see what comes out of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you've been in that. We've been in that situation before. Yeah. Hey, listen, I want to talk more about this because you you did a devotion this morning and God kind of showed you some, some things. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that on the other side of the break. You're listening to Shouts of Grace. We will be right back. 
You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. We are so blessed you can join us today. I'm in studio uh, with Pastor Joe Funicello of Redemption Hill Church. I am Pastor Steve Pearson, uh, the lead pastor at Redemption Hill Church, and we are discussing the idea of of uh, out of Revelation chapter two, just this idea of of starting off well in the faith, and then as time goes on, kind of losing that fire, losing that punch, and and maybe becoming what some people might term bored in the Lord, you know, and just that 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 just that that vibrancy of the faith just kind of being sucked out of us, you know, and 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 that is a reality because the the more we live in this world, this, this world we're told hates Christ. And so everything about it is not going to aid us in moving towards God and being focused on God. It's actually going to do the opposite. It's going to, it's going to rob us and pull us away. And so we, we are, we, we're faced actually with, with a couple different enemies. We're faced with our own natural tendencies to drift because our dedication is, is like, you know, is, is like the wind. It blows one way, one day and one next. Yeah. We're faced with the reality of the temptations of the world to cloud our schedule and to pull us away from the things that are most important sitting at Christ's feet. Right. And then of course we have the devil himself, who's also an enemy in that. So Joe, um, you were talking about, uh, before we started the show, you're talking about devotion you did and just this idea of, 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 of what's most important in the Christian life. Talk, talk about that. Um, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so, uh, in reference to the devotion and stuff, uh, I was going through John 12 and, and I'll just read, uh, this and then we can just break it down a little bit. And it says, uh, and this is dealing with Mary, the uh, sister of Martha and the sister of Lazarus and Jesus is at the house and they're having a, a dinner. And this is uh, six days before the Passover. So he's coming up on his crucifixion. Uh, chapter 12, verse one, then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed his feet of Jesus. And the other examples of this and the other uh, of this account and the other gospels also anointed his head and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with uh, with the fragrance of oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? sounds really good on its surface right and verse 6 says this he said not that he cared for the poor but because he was a thief and had the money box and he used it to take away what was put in it and not only did he in the other gospel accounts of this it goes in a little more detail even the disciples were like yeah man what are you doing that's a that's a year's wages that you are spending right now on jesus that you are using then jesus says let her alone he defends her second time he's defended mary he says, she has kept this for the day of my burial. And then, and, and then that's, that's basically it on that. Um, what, what is transpiring here? <clears throat> he has said in here that he said to her, she has done a good work. First of all, in, in this worship that she's doing, this is not a 
for her, this is not a private worship. This is a worship done in a um, in a corporate setting, in a, a, a setting with everybody else. And if you notice when somebody truly gives all of their life, and, and and it may be something you do throughout the course of your life, but she's 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 giving everything. What happens? There's always going to be somebody saying something. Somebody saying this isn't right, right? Judas is saying it, the disciples are saying it, and Jesus is defending her. So you always get a little pushback. But but on top of that, he says, she and the other gospels, she has done a good work in one of the other gospels, a good work. And it just made me think about Revelation. When Jesus says, do those first works, do the things you did in the beginning. And as I review and look after my own life and consider that, what was it in the beginning? And so it was the simplicity of just going to the feet of him in a place of worship, thanking him for who he is, thanking him for what he's done and just thanking him. He's just special. Yeah. You got a, you got a, a lot of things happening there too, that I just love, you know, you've got, you've got a woman who's pouring it all out. She's just laying out an entire life before God. You know, scripture says something interesting in another portion of scripture it's jesus is talking about another person who 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 bows at his feet you know um kind of a similar account um in another gospel and he says he says those to whom much is forgiven that Mm. one loves much more right and 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 i like that because when you understand that you're a sinner and you understand what god's forgiven you of the response from your heart is you love God even more, right? And and so yeah. what I see in Revelation, or kind of what you were saying is, um, when 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 a love is lost, when a love grows cold, when people kind of walk away from this the, the love aspect of their walk with God, the returning is as if is 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 as if you're returning back to total surrender, right? It's not it's not you know kind of identifying little things here and there. Well, I used to do that. I used to do that. I used to do that. And it's okay. That could be part yeah. of the practical, yeah, but yeah. really exactly. is returning to total surrender yes. before God yep. because it's, it's getting back to the basic of look at what I've been forgiven of. Yes. That is what initiated the love that yes. we have for God, right? Scripture says we love God because he first, first loved us. Yeah. It's an initiatory love that God gave that jerked out of us, that pulled out mm-hmm. of us a response of, oh my word, all I can do is lay it out all on the ground yeah. and say, God, here I am. That's what we need to return to, right? It's not yeah. a it's not a deeper dedication. I'm, I'm gonna, no. uh, you know what I'm saying? Talk, talk about that because sometimes people might hear and say, well, I gotta do a deeper dedication to prayer and a deeper dedication to the word of God and a deeper dedication to fellowship. And a deep, is, is that what we're communicating when we say return? What exactly do we return to when we're loving, when we need to love God? Yeah, I think in this example of Mary, she, it says she she took her hair and a Jewish woman didn't let her hair down in public. She 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 let her hair down both actually and figuratively. And that is the example of the life, like you said. It's a, a life of surrendering again. Because you may come into obstacles. You may have things in life as we all go through. But it goes back to just the surrender and saying, not my will, your will be done. And then just worshiping him for who he is, what he's done, what he's a part of your life, just being there, the basic simplicity of Jesus Christ. It is not a commitment, I'm going to do more, I'm read more chapters, I'm going to pray more, I'm going to worship more. It's about going back to the beginning as a brand new believer 
that place where you just go, there's a thankfulness in heart, there's a place that Jesus is a part of your life, and he's stirring and he's moving. And you know what happens when you do that? There is, if you're, if you're in that place where he's doing that new love that, or, or, or returning to that love, there is almost as if there's a vapor, there's a mist that actually gets moved out of the way. And you see back again the one who truly loves you and who you can love and knowing that he's involved with your life. Yeah, and, and you know, again, in, in, in another gospel, it, it given give a similar account, it talks about those in the room saying, if he had known what type of woman this was, he would not, he would not allow her, right? And, yeah. and here's, what I, here's what I love about it. When you have an all-out, lay-it-on-the-ground worship adoration towards the Lord, it's, it, it doesn't matter who's around. In other words, the fear is gone. The fear of what people might think of me, the fear of, gosh, yeah. I'm a little over the top or what, you know, it's, it goes out the window because the feet of Christ become more important than the approval of the people in the room. And, yes. and, and I'll tell you something very interesting about this, you know, genuine worship took place in that room, right? With this woman. And interestingly enough, there were other disciples in there. Oh, right, yeah. there were They're other disciples there. in there that witnessed worship. They watched worship. They smelled worship. Yes, but they weren't a part of worship. We're not a part. And and I think there's a fascinating thing in that, Joe, in that people can be in the presence of Christ, watching other people worship, smelling it, being caught up in the moment, if you will, and never experience it themselves. Because worship is not experienced by the atmosphere, it's experienced by being at his feet, mm. something that yeah. we have to have to actually choose to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, of course, uh, she, she's ab- absolutely doing that, not caring who's there, not caring what they're saying. She is before uh, the feet of the Lord. And so she's, and, and you know, she's experienced him. And prior to this, you know, she's at his feet and he's teaching He's talking and he's revealing of himself to her that allows her to open her heart and say, you are who you said you were, the yeah. son of God. And you know, what's interesting back then we're, we're looking at their understanding and version of worship versus ours. Modern day, you might say, man, I went into this church and it was amazing. The lights were there and the yeah. smoke was smoke amazing. And, 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 the, and, the, <laughs> and the band was just jamming, man. The drummer, man, that, that person was amazing. And, and just the singer, she had the most amazing voice yeah. ever. And it just brought us into the presence of God. Here's what's interesting. You never see that identification of worship in the New Testament. You don't. You never see that type of definition of worship. What you see in the New Testament as a definition of worship is this. Yeah. It's falling on your face before yeah. God, not being caught up in the emotion of a moment, yeah. but being caught up in the person of the moment. Yes. And the person is Christ. Yes. And I feel like we've gotten away from oh, yeah. that yeah. I, that idea of worship and we've got our own ideal. And that own ideal is, man, if I could just get the right music and the right yeah. song and the right yeah. singers and all put together Oh my word, man! We really worship yeah, we were, God yeah, today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking, God's up there going, "Man, you need to return. Yeah, you need to repent exactly. and start doing what this lady did in the beginning, because that's when it was raw exactly. and real, and 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 the church took off." Well, hey, listen, we're uh, we're running out of time for this um, this segment of of shouts of grace, and so I just want to say this to our listeners: genuine worship has to and always begins with a realization of who you are before a holy God. And and that begins when you realize um, that you are a sinner and Christ 
is the perfection you seek. He is God's perfection, and he offers a perfect life to you if you will simply humble yourself, fall down to his feet, and bow down to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's true worship. Everything else is just a mist. Everything else takes you away from what God wants, and God just simply wants your heart. And so this morning, or rather this afternoon or this evening, whenever you're listening to this, we would encourage you Fall at the feet of Christ. He's got everything you need. God bless you guys, and we will see you next time on Shouts of Grace. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of Grace.